Good morning, it's Tuesday the 1st of August. Happy birthday to all of the horses. Um, this is the Tuescast for the previous week. And um, first thing I want to say I've, um, is Vale Sam Shepherd. Sam Shepherd has always been one of my mum's favourite actors. Um, and as soon as I think of him, I think of the part that he played in um, Baby Boom as that adorable veterinarian that Diane Keaton finds irresistible. But he, he was a really important person in um, American independent theatre. <clears throat> and um, I think that's it's really sad news. I always want to use this this program, this comment, whatever, as an as a you know an opportunity to shout out to the people who I think make a difference culturally and artistically. So yeah, that's Sam Shepard's having passed is is definitely news in that regard, and I'm sorry to hear it. So um, <clears throat> I'm still sick, as you can hear in my voice. Uh, I wasn't able to go to work yesterday because the baby wasn't well and um, that's got me thinking a lot about fair access to work for mothers and the difficulty that you're in um, trying to follow a career path. I mean, the criticism that gets levelled at working mothers and mothers in general and it, it none of it ever takes into account the fact that we've modelled what full-time employment should look like on a man with a, with a family at home and someone looking after his home. So, I mean, I, I think it's time for a, a radical redrafting of the, of the hu- human individual and their access to work. I, I, one thing, and this is um, possibly something that um, I don't understand completely, but I don't think that couples should have uh, their welfare payments or their, I don't think there should be any um, financial advantage to being in a couple that a person who isn't in a couple doesn't have, um, because I think it put too mu- it's put too much puts too much pressure on people to stay in relationships for financial reasons and security reasons, and there is no reason to stay in a relationship other than that you want to. And if there's an economic barrier, then I think that could be um, something worth changing. Um, I'm still reading, I'm reading more of uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is really excellent, actually. Um, I would highly recommend it if you're after a book about philosophy and um, mindfulness, oddly enough. it's uh, It really is a book about how to control your reactions and how to look at, look at your situation. Um, and the guy's really funny and it's a bit blokey but it's it's good it's I like him but I, I am constant I'm sort of regularly aware that it is a him and I'm really really being talked at by him you know references to strippers and things like that and you go ah oh, yeah okay you weren't talking to me just then because um uh, I don't really want to go down the path of why I think strippers are an indication of a failure in um, equality, but I'm not going to go down that path because I have something much more interesting to talk about, which is last week 
I was talking about how great Melanie Linsky is and it reminded me that not long ago I got a prompt from Netflix that there was a film that I might be interested in watching. And the film was called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore and it had this kind of very young adult looking dystopian fiction picture image and I thought, oh, I don't really know what that's going to be about but it's Melanie Linsky, I probably should watch it. And um, so after praising her unreservedly last week, um, I, I put my Netflix where my mouth is and tuned in and watched this movie and it is exceptionally good. So it's a film about those little courtesies and like, it, actually all I would say is watch it. It's great. It's really great. It, it holds together brilliantly as a, as a piece of cinema. It's got a great script. It's really well cast. It's beautifully produced. There are some um, cinematography choices and editing choices that are just like really wonderful. Um, <clears throat> Elijah Wood is playing um, the other leading role opposite Melanie Linsky but it's really Melanie Linsky's film and she is incredible um, she really reminded me a lot of Drew Barrymore um, just in how she holds her body on screen there's something quite reminiscent of Drew there uh, but I not not meaning to I think I think Melanie Linsky is, is um, a talent in her own right and incredibly yeah, wonderful. Anyway, it was excellent. So I watched that. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I also watched a few more episodes of Younger, which I really am loving. I'm in season two now. And it's my it's my um, effervescent antacid. <laughs> and uh, I do love it dearly. Um, somebody turned up in it the other day. Martha Plimpton, that's right. Martha Plimpton turned up in it the other day playing this sort of rapacious businesswoman from uh oh god what's her what's her name Liza's past and um and it reminded me so much of the part that Martha Plimpton played in um How to Make It in America which is a an oft lamented series for me because um they made two seasons and they really should have made a third I think it would be really finding an audience and and it's got terrific people had terrific people in it including Lake Bell who um, turns up in that uh, Secret Life of Pets. She does the voice of the cat, Chloe. The the identity of the random cat is not the issue. <laughs> so that's Lake Bell, and she's in How to Make It in America, and Martha Plimpton plays her boss in that, and that's, it's, a, it's a really great show. Probably worth tracking down if... Um, I don't know who's putting it out. I got it on DVD, cheap, from JB Hi-Fi, because I can't even remember why. I think it's because it was from the makers of Entourage, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It'll have good music, so <laughs> and it does. It has excellent music. Um, I was having a sip of my water. <clears throat> Dry throats. These colds seem to be just lingering at the moment for everybody. Everybody's got this long format cold. The LP of colds. <clears throat> what was the other thing that I wanted to talk about? Ah, oh, yes. Okay, so. I love stand-up comedy. I'm a huge fan of um, stand-up comedy in its structure and its history and its, you know, key components. And um, I find it really fascinating as an art form. I love it. And I was looking again, sort of flicking around Netflix, and one of the reminders came up and said, you might be interested in watching this. And I was like, hey, that's the young guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. And I loved Hot Tub Time Machine. This, like, 
totally loved it. And uh, I think his name is Clark something. Anyway, the young fella, you know, the, the son character in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, he's in this. And, but really, the star of the show is the girl playing Cassie. Cassie is awesome. Um, it's set in the 70s. It's really, really chunky and authentic and beautiful. And it, it really does give you an idea. So I think, really, stand-up comedy is an excellent subject for looking at the difference between the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. You know, there was so much happening on stage in comedy clubs in the 70s that was, you know, hugely influential. We still feel it's you know, influenced now, you know. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's great cast, great music. I watched the episode one and pilot last night, and it's called I'm Dying Up Here. I'm Dying Up Here. Um, yeah, highly recommended. That was awesome. And um, I think that's it. Oh, Kathy Moriarty. I have to know. I'll go away and work out why I recognise Kathy Moriarty because she was in it and I was going, I know your face. I know your face. There's something about the way she moves her mouth. And the minute I looked at her, I went, yeah, that's not Joanna Lumley. She's like, she's a, she's a really fantastic looking woman, Kathy Moriarty, but she has the most amazing voice. And now I'm thinking back on it, I have a feeling that I've seen her in one of those 80s movies as a transgender woman. Anyway, I've got to dig it up because with big hair, like she's in something like Soap Dish or something. Anyway, I'm going to give my brain a chance and then I'll IMDB it because it will bug me if I can't work out where where I know her from. But yeah, do tune in. Um, I watched Ozarks as well. It was a bit dark for me. I don't think I'll go back. Um, And I'm still watching Billions. I haven't watched another Twin Peaks for a while, but I'm sure I'll watch it again. And, yeah, that's it for a Tuescast from me. Take care of yourself, and I will see you next Tuesday. And don't mind if I sound a bit flat. I'm tired, and I've just found out that Sam Sheffield died. All right, take care.